opening and closing theme is by Midnight Syndicate. For more dark instrumental music like it, visit www.midnightsyndicate.com or find them on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or Alexa. True crime stories are discussed in this podcast, which may contain graphic and disturbing content. Listener discretion is advised. It's a pain that you can't describe. For Jeanette Jackson, the months since her daughter, Alani Lenore, disappeared have been agonizing. Atlanta police say Lenore was last seen at this apartment complex on Peachtree Street on July 30th. Her mother says she went there with a friend. In the weeks that followed, Jackson and her family and friends were at parks and festivals all over the city, asking people if they'd seen her daughter, hoping someone could help them bring her home. We also went to places where she thought she could be, that we had heard chatter that they were moving women. You actively went to places where you had heard people were trafficked in yes. hopes that you would find your child. Yes, I did. A month later, Atlanta police identified Deontay Reynolds and Stephen Abote as suspects in Lenore's murder. They're also accused of concealing her death. But Jackson says she still can't find peace because her daughter's body still has not been found. But as a mom, right, I'd just be like, God, you know, a miracle, a miracle that today after I left here, you know, I would get some good news. Jeanette and her family are continuing hope and they've even offered a $10,000 reward for anyone who comes forward with information that could lead to them finding Lenore. Welcome back to Freshly Brewed Noir. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Summer. And this is episode 47, The Disappearance of Alani Lenore. And you just heard a clip from an 11 Alive interview that her mom did regarding her daughter's disappearance. So this is a local woman that went missing in Atlanta, and we've wanted to cover it for some time now. We've been following the story. Alani Lenore, who is called Fruity by her friends, is a 24-year-old Atlanta woman that went missing on the evening of July 30th, 2022. It was a Friday night and Alani had plans to go out with a girlfriend and meet up with two guys and hang out. The girlfriend was a close family friend that she had been out with many times before and the men were ones that the ladies knew or at least they weren't strangers. Jeanette Jackson, Alani's mother, got worried when her daughter did not arrive home on Monday. Jeanette knew about her daughter's weekend plans with the family friend since Alani lived with her mom and they were always texting each other. She did expect her home after the weekend. So when she didn't show up, Jeanette checked her daughter's phone location because they were sharing locations with each other. And the last place her daughter's phone location showed was the 1660 Peachtree Apartments in Midtown. That's the same place she had gone with the family friend that weekend to meet up with two guys they knew. Unfortunately, when Jeanette called her daughter's phone, it went straight to voicemail. So, I mean, obviously that's alarming. Were they able to contact the friends that she was with that night? She did. The family reached out to the girlfriend that went with her to the apartment complex that night, and she told them that everything seemed fine and she had to leave around midnight and meet up with her boyfriend. So she left Alani there because Alani wanted to stay. So what do you think about the friend's claim that Alani wanted to stay there and she left. Well, did she know the other people? It doesn't sound like they were strangers to them. So it was two men that they may have known. The parents really question that Alani would want to stay there by herself with two men. Yeah. I mean, typically you 
want to stick together with your friend, right? Right. And so the mom really questions this and doesn't believe it's true. She believes that Alani would have left with the family friend. She wouldn't have chosen to stay. And she believes that her daughter did not choose to stay. I think I'm leaning towards that as well. To me, it's just strange that you would just leave your friend with someone she's not really familiar with or really close with. I think you and I are on the same page with that. I think we agree with the mother. Like, if yeah. you and I were somewhere, I wouldn't just leave you with two people who you were just acquainted with. We would go Stay together. together. Exactly. Yeah. Alani's father, Abraham Lenore, told CNN that after they reported their daughter missing, the police took more than a week to search the apartment unit she was last seen in and initially told the family they were treating her disappearance as a runaway. So they waited, I believe it was 10 days to actually search the apartment And in that amount of time, obviously, evidence can be hidden. Yes. And what was the reasoning for waiting so long? They were to determine that it's a runaway. runaway. That's why he thinks they waited that long is because they just chalked it up to somebody running away. And they told the police that wasn't the case. She would never do this. Seems to me this is an instance that, you know, they're just not taking it seriously. Yes, that's how the family feels. And then someone from the apartment complex also shared with the family that shortly after Alani's disappearance, men were seen moving out of and cleaning the apartment they were said to have visited, which is another red flag. So now they've had time to move out of this apartment, clean it. So any evidence that may have been there is now gone. Well, is there any video surveillance of Alani ever leaving that apartment? There is not, and we will get into the video surveillance, too. Okay. Alani's mom says the police would not let her see the camera footage from the apartment complex, but did tell her that her daughter was seen going into the apartment complex with the girlfriend, as were the two men, but that only the girlfriend and the two men were ever seen leaving the apartment later. So Alani was never seen exiting the apartment from any footage, and police agree that she did not leave of her own accord. So what do you think about that? The, she's never seen leaving that apartment. To me, how can you say someone's a runaway if you don't even see them leaving? See them leaving the apartment. Exactly. But then police apparently now agree that's suspicious. They do. They think that, well, they just said that they don't believe she left of her own accord. So now it's obvious that this is a case they're looking into. But at the time, in the very beginning, they didn't take it seriously as a missing person's case. And in that amount of time, whoever has her or had her had time to move her out of the apartment and hide any evidence because they had roughly 10 days before that apartment was ever searched. Yeah. And, you know, so much can happen in that time. Jeanette said she knew something wasn't right from the start because her daughter would not just leave. Alani's parents told Fox 5 in 2022, quote, they have video footage of four people going in and only three people coming out, end quote. The two men that the women met up with were identified as Stephen Abote and Deontay Reynolds. Jeanette said that the timelines the men gave regarding when they came in and left that night did not match up, and they had conflicting stories. Jeanette said that the family friend told her that Alani wanted to stay there, but that she was going to come back and pick her up. 
And I'm sure you're wondering why there is no footage of her coming out. Well, Alani's mom actually went into the luxury apartment complex and was able to just walk right in and actually went into several empty apartment complexes in that building and also noted that there was no security on the doors to enter or exit. Anybody could have just walked in, she said. Really? So they don't have any kind of card or No, code she was or... able to get in without any type of key card. And wow, apartments these days usually have something. And especially because this is a luxury apartment in Midtown. So yeah. you would think there'd be more security there. Yes. So the thought is that someone took Alani out of the complex through a part of the building that was not being monitored by video surveillance these men that were last seen with her, could they have known there was exits that did not have video surveillance? Like where the blind spots were. Right. Because I think it's clear she's not in that apartment complex anymore. So she had to have been taken out of that apartment complex. Is there some kind of like balcony or um, like exit outside? Or is it just the only way you can come in and out is through that entrance? The apartment she was in? Yes. Like a balcony on the top or something? Yeah. Where they could have taken her out a window? Right. It's always a possibility. Well, if it's a high rise, I'm just thinking, depending on how high up that apartment was, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's no emergency exit or stairs or something like that outside, she probably wouldn't have been able to leave outside on a balcony. Um, It would have had to have been through a door exit. Yeah. And so that would mean that was like the only way for her to get out. Unless there is like video footage of the men taking something out or if there's, you know, something suspicious happening to indicate like, okay, maybe they've taken her. How else would they have been able to remove her without video capturing that? If somebody's moving, though, you're moving pieces of furniture, things where you could hide a person. Were they caught moving furniture. A neighbor said they were moving out within the days oh. before the police searched the apartment. So they're moving so they're out of that apartment. Moving they're out. Actively moving out of that apartment. So that would have so been so knows? easy to conceal. You could easily. So if she had been in that apartment and they had been keeping her in there, let's say, then they could have moved her out during this moving process of moving the furniture. Yeah, that would be the perfect opportunity to do so because there's so much movement happening. You can hide things. Right. You have big items of furniture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The family put out flyers all over and tried to get the word out about their daughter in every way possible through news outlets and sharing of her story and picture on social media. It seemed that very soon after Alani's disappearance, the media was reporting that she was deceased, but they did not have her body. In an earlier interview from last year, her mother made it very clear that until someone can show her 99.999% proof that her daughter was dead, that she was going to hold out hope that she was still alive and that she will see her again. And I think that is how any mother would be, is I'm not going to believe my daughter's dead until you can prove it to me. So I'm going to look for her. Yeah, I'm totally with her on that. I am too. You're going to hold out hope until you know for sure. Right. And I remember seeing, I think I showed you some of the posts on Instagram where news stories were posting about Alani saying that she was already dead. And the mom made it very clear. Don't say that because you don't know yet. 
And so please, let's say that she's missing because she's missing. Yeah. It's not fair to jump the gun when, I mean, we just don't know for a fact that that's true. Yeah. By saying that, if you already think the person has passed, how much police involvement are you going to get as opposed to a missing person? So I wonder, does that change how much the police will look at something? If they're missing versus deceased already, are they going to put in much effort or put in as much effort? Yeah, I think you're right. Because obviously, if a person is missing and still alive, there's an urgency with that. Exactly. So I did respect that her mom wanted to make sure that people were sharing it as a missing person. She was adamant about that. And I respect that. Yeah, I totally understand. In one of her first interviews last year, which was with CBS 46 News, Jeanette talks about not being able to process anything without knowing where her daughter is and how she wants answers. And we did play a clip from 11 Alive in the beginning, but she goes on so many local news stations and just talks about missing her daughter. She's not able to eat. She's not able to sleep and just the not knowing and she wants to know where she is. And there's people that know either where she is or what happened who aren't being forthcoming with her. And that was very frustrating. Yeah, it's apparent, you know, the strength that the mother has because this is such a difficult thing to go through. And I, you know, I can't fathom it. I can't imagine it. But she's out there and she's advocating, wanting to get the word out about this case and try to find her daughter to find out where she is. And I'm still confused about why the friend hasn't said anything. What's her reaction to this? She was the last person to be with her. I did reach out to Jeanette on social media and we had messaged back and forth because I asked her if we could cover this story and get her daughter's name out to our listeners because we have Atlanta listeners since we're a local podcast. She said absolutely any way that she could get her daughter's name and story out there She was saying that she was very frustrated by the family friend's response because at first the story just didn't sound right to her. Jeanette says when she pressed her for more information, the friend actually got very disrespectful to her and left her some messages that were hurtful. And so this situation has severed that that relationship. Yes, And Jeanette does believe that the family friend may have more knowledge than she gave her. I mean, is her friend concerned? I feel like that's something that is kind of telling. Like if you are the last person with someone who has just gone missing and you just don't care or you're kind of like defensive or... That seems to be where... Jeanette is very frustrated and upset is because this was one of the last people to see her daughter. And the response she got from the family friend was not what she expected. It wasn't a supportive response. And she's been very clear about it on the social media pages, how she feels about it. And also she's brought this information to the police and the police have not charged the friend. So she's not being charged with anything. And Jeanette says that the police told her that the friend was just stressed. And that's why she responded in a more insensitive way. Well, let me ask this then. Is the friend advocating for her missing friend? She is not. It's a little telling, isn't it? Yes. If you went missing and I was the last person to see you, I think I would do everything I could to find out where you are, find out what happened. I feel the same way about you. I would be one of the ones right there all the time trying to find you. But that is not how this played out. 
it's hurtful to the mother. It's infuriating for her to not know. And if you know somebody was with your family member. You would expect them to be open and forthcoming, right? Doing whatever they can. Right. And obviously, this is still an active case. It's still an active investigation. Right. And The friend has not been charged with anything. So we have to be clear about that, that she's not been charged. The police don't list her as somebody who was involved with Alani's disappearance. But the mother is very clear that she thinks that there's information that's not being shared. I agree. To me, it's obvious that her behavior is weird. I would feel that way. Yeah. Then on September 7th, 2022, arrest warrants were issued for Stephen Abote and Deontay Reynolds in connection with Alani's disappearance. And that's a picture of Deontay Reynolds. We will share some of these mug shots, especially Stephen Abote. He is still at large and he is on the Atlanta PD's most wanted list. They have not caught him yet. So it was discovered that the apartment they visited in July where the incident happened had been leased out to Deontay Reynolds, but that he had secured the lease using a fake name and identity. He ended up being found last summer. He had been in a Rockdale County jail and was transported to Fulton County on charges of murder, possession of controlled substances for distribution, concealing the death of another, tampering with evidence, financial identity, fraud, and forgery in the first degree in reference to Alani's case. And he was using a fake identity to lease out this apartment. Why are you renting out an apartment with a fake ID? Unless you're using that to conceal something you don't want people to know about. Right. It's already suspicious. My sister, she actually works as a leasing agent at an apartment complex downtown. And she's told me about like the process. There are steps for them to like go through to figure out if this person has a fake identity. And So that makes you wonder if there was some connection within the apartment complex management or if he just has the type of connections that can get him a really good fake ID. Yeah, if he was just that good. And what kind of criminal ring is that where you can get that level of an ID? Exactly. Very suspicious that he was able to do that. That Yeah, that he was able to obtain this apartment with a fake name, almost like he's covering his tracks, right? Like, why else would you do that? Then a third suspect comes into the case. Nicholas Hendrickson. And on November 25th, 2022, the Atlanta Police Department's Fugitive Unit was notified that the Douglas County Jail was holding Hendrickson on an active warrant out of Atlanta for concealing the death of another. He was transferred to the Fulton County Jail. Let's talk about the concealing the death of another charges that they are given right now because there's no body. Right. So you working in the DA's office, would you see those type of charges even if somebody was missing and they didn't know where they were, they can still bring up a case against somebody? To me, it just seems like it's preemptive. They're going to charge them with this. But if later down the road, they find out that she's still alive, they would just drop those charges. But then the possession of controlled substances and things like that. Right. Those charges could still be, and I'm sure, could they add charges like kidnapping? I'm sure, yeah. Okay. Like charges can always be adjusted at some point, right? Right. I've worked in the state court misdemeanor level and in the felony level as well. But yeah, later down the road, they can always add charges and amend things. So then on December 6th, 2022, Stephen Abote, Deontay Reynolds, and Nicholas Hendrickson were indicted by a Fulton County grand jury. Abote and Reynolds will face felony murder charges, and the date of the indictment just so happened to be Alani's 25th birthday, her mom said. Oh, wow. 
So I feel like that's a little bit of justice served. The universe? Yeah. Fulton County court documents state that Alani was given opioids that evening by Obote and Reynolds and that investigators believe she suffered a medical emergency from the drugs they gave her, but instead of calling 911, the men tried to hide what happened. They also state that Hendrickson helped Abote and Reynolds move Alani's body and then lied to investigators when he was asked about whether or not he had taken a trip to Alabama on July 31st, which was the day of the alleged crime. Keep in mind that her body still has not been found, which is extremely hard for the family. Jeanette says that finding her daughter and getting justice for Alani is her family's focus. And this is a picture that we're going to share on our Instagram page. This is Stephen Abote. He's on APD's most wanted list. She said, please, please share this picture. There is a reward being offered for anything that will lead to his capture. There's some different organizations that have donated. And so I I believe the total now is up to $15,000, a $15,000 reward for any information that will lead to the arrest of Stephen Abote. He is considered dangerous. So if you have any information, obviously you're asked to call the Atlanta tip line at 404-577-TIPS. You can go online to www.stopcrimeatl.org or by texting CSA. And the tip to crimes, which is 274637. So you actually don't have to give your name or any identifying information to be eligible for an award of up to $2,000. I mean, on this one, you don't even have to give your name on this one for an up to $2,000 cash reward for information that would lead to the arrest of Stephen Abote. So if you know anything, please reach out to those numbers. Deontay Reynolds tried to get a bond when he appeared in court, but it was denied, and he is still in custody, as is Nicholas Hendrickson. But Stephen Abote, like we said, is still a fugitive. The family and friends show up for every court hearing. You can actually look at the Instagram page, Finding Fruity, and it's finding underscore fruity. And you can ask about the court dates, and they've had, I think, up to 30 people show up for these court appearances. Jeanette says she wants that support there. And Jeanette has been passing out flyers at parks, speaking to news reporters, appearing at a public safety meeting. She was even interviewed by Nancy Grace and Dateline, as well as on patrol show Missing and Black and People. Family and friends were suspicious of an attempt to traffic Alani in the beginning, so they searched places where they were told women were moved to see if they could find her, or at the least, maybe they could discover where she was taken by the men, but unfortunately didn't turn up any leads. That's a reasonable thought, because Atlanta is actually one of the, I think, highest sexually trafficked cities. That's what her mom was saying too, yeah. On several Instagram posts under Finding Fruity, her friends and family are gathered to pass out flyers, and her mother talks about the fact that she will never stop looking for her daughter and is prepared to keep going and fighting for women of color who keep going missing in Atlanta, which is, as you were saying, a huge hub for sex trafficking. But these women don't get a lot of media coverage, and Alani's mom wants the city to take notice of this issue. And this is one of the flyers that is circulating, and this is Alani Lenore will share this flyer, and her mother actually gave me some pictures that she is allowing me to share. Alani is beautiful, so is her mom. It's a beautiful family. 
Alani's mother believes that the people responsible for her daughter's disappearance that night were using multiple phones, and so the investigators may not have access to all of the text messages sent between those involved. She wants people to keep talking about her daughter's case and sharing the story on social media. Alani loves to cook and had plans to go to culinary school and get a food truck business going. There is a GoFundMe page where her father and mother ask for help with expenses in finding their daughter and describe Alani as, quote, a beacon of light. She's respectful, always happy, the life of any gathering, amazingly talented, fluent in Spanish, and a great singer, cook, and caregiver. Above all, she truly loves her family, and we love her more than anything, end quote. The parents have hired T.J. Ward, who is a private investigator, but to date, Alani has still not been found. So again, if you have any information about Alani's whereabouts or the whereabouts of Stephen Abote, please contact the Atlanta Police Missing Persons Unit at 404-546-4235. And again, you can also call Crime Stoppers at 404-577-TIPS. That's 404-577-8477. And we will definitely keep you updated about her case. She's a local woman. She's in Atlanta. If you have a daughter, if you have a sister, this case should mean something to you. Please share it. Please tell your friends about it. Keep her name out there so that way the police are actively searching for her, getting answers. That's what the family wants. Yeah, I know that court appearances are still happening. So if you're able to and you want to support, follow the Instagram It's finding underscore fruity. You can look at the Instagram page posts that have been shared and you can look into the case, see what you think. I think there are definitely still questions and I think things will come out eventually that'll shed some light on what really happened. Yeah. Like look at the behaviors, look at the evidence, look at the lack of evidence, Mm -hmm. find your own conclusion by looking into it. Yeah. I think that you just can't get enough exposure for these cases. And I'm glad we're able to at least use our platform to be more vocal about it and put our name out there. I know that we are constantly like looking at updates for it. Right. We don't usually cover active cases, but this is our hometown. We can't accept it. We can't stop talking about it. Yeah. To keep sharing it. Alani Lenore continued to say her name and share her story. If you have any show ideas, please email us at freshlybrewednoir at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at freshlybrewednoir and check out our website for anything else. And we will bring you another story soon. Until next time. Bye. Bye.